0: everybody welcome back to the streaking along podcast i am zach back for another lacrosse episode and with me to talk lacrosse as always is caroline caroline how are you doing today hey
1: good lax 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 yeah
0: it's Let's good go. times yeah <laughs> got two wins in the bank we got good listenership on our first episode which is why we're back here no, we out. were gonna do it anyway shout out to
1: the people yeah we were gonna do whatever we wanted <laughs> anyway but shout out to the people we're supporting this endeavor yeah, exactly
0: <laughs> um so yeah that's great we're excited to talk more lacrosse uh two games in the books as i said two wins for the now number one virginia cavaliers i guess they were number one going into the michigan yeah, for game the but, still but for it, the still for, yeah but but different like you know the coaches poll had them too because of maryland and whatever but they're one everywhere now um they beat now unranked Michigan seventeen to thirteen, and uh, previously the number eighteen Harvard twenty five to twenty one. Two games that Harvard was definitely not as close as the final score suggested. <laughs> not even close to it. I will it. tell you about them. I think Michigan played well, but like I also think it like four goals. It was a comfortable four goals. Yeah, come the fourth quarter, Michigan's um,
1: gonna be a tournament team in my
0: opinion. Yeah, it depends on how how you know. Can Hopkins
1: they... Hopkins is better than I thought. Yeah, Ohio State is potentially better than I thought, right. maybe.
0: Um, but yeah, so I guess we'll start with just like yeah, initial thoughts on that Michigan game. The offense came out firing.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think it was um early on the first like half of the first quarter, so the first yeah. like seven or eight minutes or so, it was um combined score eight. <laughs> goalie saves zero yeah um, yeah it was 5-3 so,
0: UVA with seven yeah, and a half left in the first it was a quarter
1: real, real tough start for the defenses um and I think that's something that you know we'll talk about it a little bit with the with the Harvard game as well um I think we've seen everything and more that we could want from the Virginia offense right now yeah um I don't want to say the opposite is true for the defense because I think that there were moments where like they got really good stops and playing opening with michigan even if you return the pieces that they do you know you have like Saladay ended up being the defensive player of the week for week one and part of that i think that weighed into it like he had a solid game but when it came out at first i was like okay sure um and then you factor in the fact that he tore his acl like what eight months prior
0: in the maryland game wasn't it
1: yeah and yeah and that's and he was out there hauling ass. No, not even a brace in sight. Yeah. So like first the recovery. Team, sick. Yeah. Yeah, unreal. So like the pieces are there. Like you return the entire starting close defense. You've got you know there were some injuries. Um, you still don't have Ben Ware. Am I doing? Yeah. I always like, that's it's yeah, like the it's, Mitchell and like, well Corey Mitchell and Whalen. Danny I Parker. think
0: Mitchell Whalen is out too. He didn't play against Harvard. Right. Um, so they've which, had
1: injuries in yeah, that long Danny stick Parker, position
0: at short Danny stick. Parker and short was stick. banged up yeah
1: yeah and so there's some and there's thing that's always been really tough for me to gauge um mm. defensively on this short stick side I love a short stick defender yeah. um one of my favorites of all time is JJ Morrissey shout out to JJ um and but sometimes it can they can fool you a little bit where like you're like yeah. oh they got beat on like the first step and then you're like oh wait no they're good they're back okay they're good yeah um so some of the stuff that over the first two games kind of stood out and especially against michigan is i think that when and how they were applying the doubles with mm-hmm. the short coming over wasn't consistent or it was like just slightly out of position
0: game that... defense was off yes which makes sense for game one, one of the
1: yeah and and but you know and i saw this criticism online and normally i they're the dogs are very into this discussion
0: yeah. um they're, they're going to be weekly normally it's weekly like weekly hit contributors,
1: or, one of the things someone said was you know it is a little i always hate saying concerning because like i'm not sitting up at night like i'm concerned about this but yet. they started slowly defensively last year as well and yeah. they've even done it it's almost like a trend. And I don't think that this is like a I'm like, we need to have a conversation about large. Stiffness. I just means like, even when they have the returning pieces, it just seems to take a couple games and hopefully not more for the defense to kind of like get into a rhythm. And that yeah. is what it is, I guess. But sometimes you just kind of want to see like, you know, that there was, it's hard to say like, Oh, there was improvement game one to game two. When you look at the 21 goals, thing mm-hmm. against harvard which again i'm going to talk about when we get to the harvard game but um one of the things that lars talked about after the game was like he said they got quote chunkier and so like the first contact and like when someone's driving like there was much more resistance from the defender um but we also got to watch these extra man opportunities because Mm -hmm. opponent you know i think harvard scored five goals that way and had six opportunities and like if that's a game that's not as out of hand as that one was and some of it's like you know we look back at the michigan game and one of the things that um apparently Ow, <laughs> Sorry. just got puppy nipped on the arm. Um, One of the things that refs are going to be trying to play or pay attention to more closely and call more harshly are the anything near the neck or head, which yeah. I get, I support that. But the problem was they issued a one minute non-releasable in the yeah. Michigan game on a check that it wasn't even a check. First of all, it was just a stick on, it wasn't a cross check. It wasn't anything. You know, normal running pace with the attackman um, that hit mid upper shoulder
0: Matt on the Noons opposite
1: a... side of the.
0: Then the Matt off- Noon slash. Like, oh, yeah, not no. as, sl- you know, so there were some soft calls.
1: Yeah. And, you know, look, early season for the refs. Like, I get it. But yeah, yeah, yeah. It's one, of, they, the defense just needs to. And my dad, my dad who played defense is always like, oh, it's always, they always have it out for the defenders. Um, you know, they just got to play. That's part of the thing is like smartening up there and then mm-hmm. working on that pick and roll. So it's, there were great moments, but um, also, you know, early season, it's not perfect. And Lars was like, you know, he was not happy with um, the Harper performance.
0: Yeah. I think against Michigan, they did very well, well. The Wolverines did very well attacking UVA shorties. And I think that that speaks to the depth of the Michigan offense and the fact that they have that fifth and sixth midfielder or that fifth yeah. and sixth offensive player who can attack a Grayson Soliday. Um and Soliday, to his credit is a very smart defender. He's um, he's, th- there's, there's a reason that he's on there. man down unit as the one short stick. He's on the wings. He's very scrappy. He isn't the most, he's not the quickest guy. He plays angles yeah. well, Yeah, but he got beat a couple of times and, and, and some of the other short stick did too, short six did as well. Sort of like, going to GLE, getting underneath, scoring goal. Well, there were a couple of those, or it just felt like, huh, like it, it seems like Michigan's dodging in, in places where UVA doesn't quite know where they're sliding from quite yet, or they're not, yeah. you know, they haven't slid there 50 times yet this season. So they're just getting beat quickly in the angles and everyone's sort of waking up a little bit um i think that short stick d mini group is going to be very important i hope that we get yeah. a danny parker update i don't think that danny parker is going to come in and fix the group but he can give you another body yeah. to throw in there because he's been out for the last two games um and so that's relatively notable um, well and
1: i, I just I'm like the one like i said i think michigan's actually that, that their offense that they return to mm-hmm. like they've got yeah. they've got dudes um right. that can score on that team and we saw a lot of that the other part that they do so well is we talked about the pick and roll defense struggling. They also execute that mm-hmm. perfectly. yeah. Um, In the sense, like, you know, talking to, you know, when, when they are shooting coming off of the pick, even not necessarily going to the roll part, but where they're using the pick and are using the screen and shooting from and where they're setting those picks, let alone where, you know, it's, a perfect spot that makes it the hardest for the goalie to you know yeah. they're screening out.
0: the goalie they're screening yeah. noon. they did that well number of and times. noon
1: struggled early but he was actually he was great for the game he was yeah. huge i think he had 15 saves and 15 that's saves, one so shy 18, of his yeah, yeah one yeah, shy yeah. of his career best or something um so you know once he once he warmed up he came up with some really really big ones and so um it was uh
0: they pieced it together defensively. They yeah. did what they needed to do to do in that yeah. game. I think they contained Zawada, like Cole Kastner held him to two and two, two goals to assists. And it, it was more sort of goals that came as a result of the offense rather than Zawada initiating, which I think is like sort of what UVA was hoping. Um, Cohen was really good uh, for Michigan, but otherwise like there wasn't a ton of production um, other than sort of the, some of those midfield dodges. And so I think that the defense like, did enough, and this t- defense also doesn't need to be a top three defense in the country. They can be eighth, yeah. and this because this offense, and we've seen it for two games now. And yeah, it's Michigan and Harvard, but it's also Michigan and Harvard. Like this, these aren't sort of like the VMI's. This of isn't this early is Albany days past. Yeah, right. So like, yeah, it's, it's not Al- it's not Albany and Holy Cross. Yeah, uh, really it's <laughs> um, <laughs> One goal and one assist against Maryland. <laughs> um. Anywho uh well let's go to the offense more fun uh yeah. easier e- easier to talk about uh in depth against michigan uh uva got out quickly uh that that five goals in seven minutes including thomas mcconvey scoring like 30 seconds into the game which is awesome to see um this offense is special that that top six those top six guys on offense when you put them in uva's one one offense um which for People who aren't lax geeks with the formations. That's one guy at the top, four guys across the middle, including two wings, two on the crease, and then one behind. They can do so many things because they have the perfect personnel to put there. You got Xander Dixon, yeah. Payne Cormier on the inside. Crafty can be really smart off ball guys, really great finishers, high percentage shooters. You got Dodgers on the wings and McConvy and typically Jeff Connor who can also use picks very well, especially with McConvy and Cormier on that lefty wing side, right wing, depending on where, what you know where the left hand has the advantage, the angle advantage. And then obviously Connor Schellenberger behind the goal, Griffin shuts up top. There's just so many ways that they can initiate. And I think you definitely saw that probably a little bit more against Harvard. Um, Then you got, you know, the two, two, two look with with two main games behind the goal with Schellenberger and whoever has a short stick. Like there's so many things that this offense can do in the settled six on six set. And then they're also so good in transition. So good in transition. So good off the face-offs, off of clears. I mean, we saw Noah Chismar score a goal against harvard which you know I, I guess i'm mixing these games together now but um against michigan peyton cormier led the way in goals with five goals one assist sean Berger led the team in points with three and three i believe mcconvy was three and two um in the corrected book uh and I Dixon, think cormier two, actually two. went
1: from um, five and one so he also had six points yeah
0: oh you're right i completely um, messed up the yeah, math don't sell there.
1: don't don't sell our guy short if he's getting those assists out there um, <laughs> notably
0: pd yeah. wasala two goals and the other goal scorer for uva caroline <sighs> my guy. Uh, was your boy ricky with a my beautiful guy. sweep and i, I was first watching this game yesterday touch. oh first yeah
1: time he touched the ball on he was a the first time who was on the field lacros- yeah first yeah. time on the field first time he touches the ball as a college lacrosse player after five years of waiting yeah my guy smokes by the defender on the run and it was and he scores in the harvard game too both goals were downtown like yeah they were so far out in the the hip movement and getting his hips to goal and like getting into the cage where he could even put that shot on with the power he put on it's gonna be it's gonna be so fun to watch him continue to to get better he's had a couple, couple turnovers and you know, we've had two goals, and it's clear the potential is just like and having him, especially now that you know we saw what some of the potential looks that Griffin shots could get in the mm-hmm. first game against Michigan. Mm-hmm. I think he went over for six, zero for seven. Seven, yeah. Um, but when you have and you saw him convert those against Harvard in the second right. game, when you have shots able to run downhill that way, you have Ricky able to run downhill that way. Um, you have McConvey able to take a defender one on one like that's just so difficult for a defense to defend. Let alone the fact that the other three people that you might have, well, or Jeff Connor out there, yeah. and then the other three people that you have to worry about are the best player in the country in Connor Schellenberger, one mm-hmm. of the best pure shoot like scorers in the country that is still again criminally underrated. My guy Peyton Cormier, and then Xander Dixon. Who is the slim reaper and just not also again? I'm gonna keep being like, it sounds so stupid to be like, this team was not get the credit they deserve at number one. But like, it's that's what do you do with that offense? And you just, and then you put Sean Kerwin, yeah. the like offensive mind guru genius at the helm, and you get what you got in the, in the first two games. And so, they, one of the things I was happy to see right now, Virginia is assisting like 67% of their goals, mm-hmm. um, which, I think it's a good I think that's a perfect number actually because you know you look yeah. at a couple, like we said, like Pete LaSala had a couple that he gets right off the face off. Like those aren't gonna be assisted. Ricky coming out of the box and just dominating someone, not gonna be assisted. Yeah. Uh Zinn in transition, not assisted. But we've seen a nice balance. I'd like to see a bit more, but we've seen a nice balance of where we're getting those assists. Obviously, it's heavily weighted to Connor, yeah. who's the quarterback, but McConvey is a is a gifted passer Mm -hmm. he can pass the ball you know and it's um we've seen xander make a couple nice like literally two a couple a couple nice um and so it it cannot all fall to connor because it's just not going to work that way it's too many goals that they're going to score but um this the ball movement especially two games in has been really really good
0: yeah absolutely and i think that um Probably the biggest, and it's what we talked about two weeks ago, the biggest question mark for this team was like, who was gonna be that secondary initiator to Connor? Who was gonna be that that group of guys? And like, would this sort of collection of uh McConvey, Schutz, Jeff Connor, Dixon to some degree, and then Cormier McConvy on the left side, like could those guys create enough going on so that you're not just saying, Okay, Connor Schellenberger, beat a guy or win the two-man game and find someone? Yeah. And I think so far the answer has been, yes, they're going to play stiffer defenses and they will this week. Um, but I think you're seeing sort of the development from last year to this year, because like they brought, obviously, as we talk about everybody, but Matt and Moore back, all these guys got that extra year um, yeah. and, and sort of, cause, cause it was, it, it was a, the same core, but a different core that won the national championship in 2021. Yeah. Like, you know, you had Docs Aitken and, you know, uh, maybe lessened version of his former self after playing football in the fall, but still you had docs, you had Matt Moore, you had Ian Laviano. So these guys weren't getting as many opportunities. Now you're seeing them all flourish in these roles in an offense where Sean Kerwin, like part of his genius is just being like, we can win matchups. So I'm going to put us in positions where we can get the best matchup possible. And then the way that he schemes up off ball movement is ridiculous. ridiculous and some of that is players feel like some of that is Cormier and Dixon knowing how to sort of work with each other but like the way that Kerwin teaches guys to cut off ball is just so special and it makes it even easier for guys like Schellenberger
1: and it's incredibly beneficial to have not one not two but three dudes like Mm McConvey, Dixon and Cormier that can catch and finish in the smallest of spaces Mm -hmm. like I don't want like I don't want to just be like, oh, because you can see the box league come out with our Ontario boys. Like, oh, that's, yeah, yeah. you know, but I, I I throw Xander in there because he can oh, catch absolutely. and finish. His hands are so quick. And so the ability and like you said, they not only it's such a cool interaction between Connor and the guys that are going to receive the assist and they mm-hmm. can all especially when it comes to Xander and Connor, and probably uh, to an extent, um, I didn't get the verbal confirmation from Peyton, but I'm going to make an assumption that he has some similar ideas here. Xander is like, I can read Connor on the field. Like I can tell what he wants to do. I can tell when he's looking for the pass. I can tell when he's going to try and take his man. I can tell when he needs me to set a pick. And I think that's, that's what's special about this offense, especially at this part of the season. Like these guys have so much, connection and there's so much unselfishness with right. who's scoring and that is like so important because you you gotta be able to share the ball and like they don't care who scores.
0: Yeah, no, it's it's beautiful to watch. And I think we'll we'll transition to the Harvard game here. Like I think we've been talking in broad strokes. It all it all means yeah. true. <laughs> Against Harvard UVA, th- this is one of the all-time great performances by I've never seen anything in a like period it. And, of time. and I was
1: gonna say I was gonna say like probably the closest thing is what they did to Georgetown in 2021 yeah that's probably yeah. the most similar but it's still not the same I mean like, so it was
0: UVA was up nine nothing with yep. 707 left in the first quarter
1: 707 left it was so halfway through the first not quarter. even eight
0: minutes they had nine goals yes that that is ridiculous in efficiency they had
1: they scored the first one in, in 10 seconds and the second, second one 15, one in 15 seconds. seconds.
0: Yeah. 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 It, it's it's absurd. Um, they had 20 goals at halftime. Yep. It, it's,
1: and the, we're close to having these, more.
0: Like it was like numbers. You know, like these aren't, no. this is not a normal, like I, no. I, I sort of was, the game went on for so long because of how many, because of the fact that so, this was potentially the highest scoring lacrosse game, college cross game ever. it's it's the game that has had the most face-offs ever but there's i I don't know if you saw on twitter like there's no goals scored record like in the books there's most face-offs taken and this beat out a couple of games including uva syracuse which was 22 21 i think in 2021 yeah numbers going on um but this was just absurd i mean 25 goals at the end but like connor schellenberger didn't play for the last yeah, 25 so minutes of the game for anyone like, who didn't oh so yes didn't yeah this the
1: game this is where i'll this is where i'll go on my little bit of a diatribe about this game uh if you didn't watch the game and only consumed either the box score or you just hear us talking about this final that was 25 21 like um it does not tell the story of like how that game went no. um virginia dominated they took the starters out The offensive starters came out even before the defensive starters um because there's much much more one it's a lot easier just to throw in like a really good first year like whatever as yeah. one guy on the attack whatever but i think right. connor connor came out i don't even know if connor played a minute in the fourth quarter um but the he uh lars Evany pulled the goalie matt because so we pulled matt noons in the starting defense with like 11 minutes to play it was I think and there were different guys in there throughout the game like
0: it was not a he was rotating people like Cormier was out in the second quarter yeah there was a lot of
1: rotations like they you know we saw a lot of Sunderland and all stuff and who's going to get a lot of playing time but like Mm
0: -hmm. yeah so saw Thomas Mankey score a goal I think in the second quarter
1: yeah it was it was wild. like I it was just utter domination and this is against a you know so Jerry Byrne used to coach it notre dame and he is Mm. one of the best considered one of the best defensive coaches in the country yeah um to do that against a jerry Byrne defense is like to do it by itself is wild to do it against an ivy league team that was in the tournament last year and was ranked is even more wild and to do it against one that has one of the best defensive coordinators is just just in just the craziest thing so this is the dilemma when you're coaching. Cause it, there is this level of like one, you don't want to get anyone hurt in a 12 goal doubled up blowout. Like right. you can't PD LaSalle has been not practicing and in, in a boot for the entire he's time right. the season's been going on. So, you know, adding like, yeah, in the backup had surgery and he's not, he's redshirting. So right. you've got the first year Mac Eldridge out there who, who I think did fine. He still has a lot to learn and a lot of distance to make up. Mm-hmm. Um, and so <laughs> Harvard left the starters in. <laughs> right. So yeah, I was like, which, well, like is remember, fine. which is fine. It's fine. There was a lot of stat padding. So yeah. Sam King scoring seven goals and two, I think he had two assists or something like that. Um, he is a very good player. He did not have very much success against Kate Sawstad. I think five, maybe six of his goals came after that defense was pulled. Um, don't and that's up. you know, it's similar. Like, so he had that was in the third,
0: he, he had three, three fourth quarter goals, yeah, and, and an
1: assist. Um,
0: there were in the third quarter, they were backups in defensively, like they were. Yes. And and I remember this one goal in, in particular, where like Mike Prestipino was in, good player, probably UVA's like eighth or ninth pole um was in and got beat and then Cade helped over and then got beat by King on the back side yeah and so like th- this is just and and David Roselle was in and all due respect to David Roselle like he also you know
1: coming he, in cold is coming important. in cold it's, he the was fact facing that he did a lot that of last tough week. shots uh, that's the yes. thing we didn't say so against Michigan in a one goal game backup goal sorry backup backup he's the third string because they're trying to redshirt the second guy right which is
0: something that we should we're going to need to touch on in a second, but yeah, yeah go
1: ahead. Um, Roselle comes in and makes an amazing, like it wasn't that it was, it was a great save. It was a big moment. Comes in cold as that we'd mentioned the slash on uh, noon. So noon's is on the bench serving as penalty. Mm-hmm. It ignited the bench. It, you know, and I don't think Michigan got that close again, but we you're facing a situation in which in a back and forth game where Michigan kept getting close, but not tying um, has the ball facing the of backup, backup goalie in a one goal game like that was a huge momentum thing so this is you know it's difficult to come in it was much colder by the time david were, like literally colder yeah. so when you were saying coming in cold like there's that and then you're coming in to also a new defense that hasn't been playing together and has also been standing on the bench and that yeah. combination is like you know so then you look at and this is i am not remotely saying anything bad about lars pulling the starters like, no because no. again if if sauce Dad's in there in like then everyone's all over Lars for like you know whatever so so trying to find that fine line because the other thing that he said to us after the game and the media availability was like part of this is also when the the backups the guys that are on this team are are the best players that came out of their high school for the most Mm -hmm. part and so these are good players that are in oh yeah when the backups come in
0: walk-ons
1: no yeah when the when the backups come in he's like we want them to play good players so like yeah the backup defense facing the starting attack of harvard is good for the backups whether or not they got rocked for nine goals or whatever it was in the fourth quarter yeah um it's just a matter of like you know it's like with the end of that there was a game a few years ago in basketball where it was like virginia was beating florida state so badly that they put like the green team in with like oh and then two they crashed
0: in. and it became close and, enough they, that and Tony the, the it florida, was, florida state yeah,
1: starters yeah. the florida state starters like pressed the the backups it yeah. felt a little like that like it was a lot of you know to each their own it again i'm not even trying to like make this something that harvard did something horrible or that they were not classy or like whatever else but it was just a situation where it was just like Those types of blowouts are so hard to manage.
0: Oh, it's impossible when you're on the side that's
1: winning so badly, and and you can score so quickly. He had to put the defense back in. Yeah, he had to put he put two of them back in, and I don't. Again, I don't blame him for that either because it's a narrative we have to. Yeah, right. And so if it's if you're talking about like you know people say I saw people saying like oh Virginia held on like that's not
0: no i mean listen it wasn't to- a
1: shootout it was not a shootout it was yeah. a blowout that then got a little bit of save face time by padding the stats in the, the game quarter against the backups like the
0: game ended after the third quarter it yeah. was uva 23 harvard 12 that yeah. was essentially this game that's yeah. what this game and was.
1: it got to 24 12 when i think that's yeah. about when he pulled the starters yeah um
0: and then it was 9 to 2 in the fourth quarter which yeah. made it
1: yeah. the highest and so the cross game ever <laughs> <laughs> my thing is what we talked about if they i think if there's a 10 goal lead in the fourth yeah just call it like what are we yeah. doing because it it it's it's not it's a lose-lose situation for like everybody Like <laughs> because now yeah, so just, sam it, king sam king for this week they've only played one game but he leads the country in in points per game and, and it doesn't it doesn't matter that he leads the country for a week in points per game it's just one of those things no. you're like it's just an instance of the stat box, not telling the story. And I think, you know, Loyola got a first place vote this week. Uh,
0: it's especially hard against a team like Harvard because they're. Yeah. Cause UV blew them out, but then they're too good to not like against when you play, I don't know, Towson's tougher than probably the team. I'm, it, it, when you play Vermont of 10 years ago, um then okay then you get all of your backups and you get all the walk-ons they get to score a goal like that's fun like everyone plays you know and and even the other team still gets experience and they get to play on Clockner, but like against harvard against an ncaa tournament team yeah it's just it's so weird because they're gonna put up goals and it felt yeah. like it was kind of inevitable when the backups went in because you were like you know, they're, they're, they still kind of scored some goals. They still had eight first half goals. 16 goals in a game is a respectable amount. I mean, UVA had oh, yeah, Michigan. Yeah. So like, it wasn't like the defense was absolutely shutting Harvard down. It was no. just that like, it didn't matter because UVA's offense was producing at such a ridiculous level. Yeah. And then it just like, it, it was just a game that was weird. And I think that you'd go away thinking, okay, this UVA offense is ridiculously good and can put up. 16 on probably everybody, but like a couple of teams, and then even you know, like the probably the best events in the country, like Notre Dame, Maryland. Um, probably one or two of the Ivy should be thrown in there. Loyola is pretty solid defensively. Yeah. Ohio State's up there, which we'll get to. It's just
1: generally when you and this is not meant to be a slight, but generally when you need to put the backups in with that much time left, the gap between your backups and the other team starters is not that wide. So it's not as dramatic. So if you look at the previous time that Virginia scored 20 goals in a half was against VMI and they had 22, I think. And the final score was like 24 to two or something. It was 20 or maybe it's 20 to half. And the final was 22 to four or something like that. They played almost no starters in the second half and didn't, they only scored two goals in the second half but only gave up four in the fourth quarter, like when the third string goalie went. And so like, I don't want any of this to come off as like insulting the backups to the, what like, it's just, so, it was such a weird situation that there are still, when I look at this game, I say the offense is incredible. This is, and then I look at it. This offense is one of the best in the country, if not the best, I think it's the best. Yeah. Um, The defense has some work to do because Absolutely. they gave up 12 goals you know whatever it was like the the starting defense gave it 13 goals in the three quarters they have work Mm -hmm. to do they don't have 21 goals worth of like that that's that's the thing where i'm like yeah this is mainly for um maybe it's fans who just look at the box score and want to say like what the heck happened in that game i'm telling you what happened or if there's media that's not at these games not covering them and don't understand how this stuff works like that there's so many articles and recaps that i've seen where it's evident that the person doing it just looked at the box score like just looked at the final score right. and didn't take the time to say like hey what am, wait a minute like it was Weird an absolute that, yeah domination by virginia over what should be and i'm i'm very curious to see actually how harvard does the rest of the season because i i don't know yet how to tell what is going on with virginia versus the rest because when you look around especially looking back at the michigan game some people might have been like that didn't feel like enough of a dominant performance but you look around the rest of the league around the ncaa and maryland lost you had georgetown who was number two they lost they've lost twice twice yeah um
0: duke lost to jacksonville almost lost to denver yeah unranked denver which which is unusual
1: Um, yeah. so when you look around, like this is not a you know, these games will matter later on. Um, this is probably the best schedule I've ever seen Virginia play. Probably, yeah. maybe, question mark. Dep- I mean, in the yeah. sense that like there are no, they didn't ease into anything, there no. was no, and they've played Loyola early a lot of the last whatever million seasons where they had a really tough game on the road there or whatever, all decided by one goal. Um, but I guess I just mean it's not a you. They did not have the. Um... There's
0: no warm up game to really no. like kick things they off, even the... if this looks like it uh, uh, with right. the way that we're talking about it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I think like nationally speaking, through two weeks, things are looking pretty good for UVA. Like. Yeah. I think Maryland's still going to be a tough out because Weirman can win a ridiculous number of face offs, but like
1: their goalies out for the season now. Yeah, though. Logan That's McCain. a bummer. And I hate that. I hate yeah. when.
0: Yeah. I mean, one of my high school teammates now just got pulled up onto the Maryland team because the goalie's is out for the year, which is, so. I was like, anyway. Uh, but yeah, no, so so Maryland, they don't have the offensive production. They're going to get tons of offensive possessions, so their efficiency doesn't have to be that of Virginia's, even with Petey Glasala. Um, you know, this Ohio State's going to be interesting. On Saturday, yeah. I'm blanking on the time, but in Naples, Florida, um, on Big Ten Plus. So, yeah, I read yeah um so i, I guess i rate yeah it's a
1: it's a night game it's 7 p.m
0: oh okay interesting um so that game will tell us a lot i mean ohio state has capable offensive players jack myers is i'm sure he was listed amongst the tour um you know long list or whatever it was he's a capable attack man senior experienced guy cole Kastner he's big like 6-2 cole castner's gonna have his hands full um but yeah. So it'll be a good test for the defense. Ohio state just beat North Carolina eight to five on Sunday. Um, Ohio state lost their face-off guy who is like top 10 in the country, Justin Inasio, um to graduation. And, and they have,
1: Oh, I was like after last week. The, yeah. like, no,
0: no, 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 <laughs> Sorry. 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 Uh, so that is something that they've been having to, to answer. They had, um, they have one guy, they have two face off guys that have been sort of rotating back and forth. One of them is named Matt, Matt Fritz and was also the face off guy for my high school team. Um, Look at
1: this. Sam. Yeah, just he's just knowing everybody. I
0: know, I know. He's a uh, like five, six spark plug type of guy. Really, if he and PD face off, that would just be so fun because they're going to be tiny wrestling dudes um going at it and then there's one other guys who, who's been gotten the bulk of their face-offs who's been capable he like beat up on on some face-off guy but then was has been sort of decent in the other games i think this is a game that pd can dominate i think this is a game that pd can win 65 percent of the face-offs and if you give uva's offense 15 percent of more possessions than the other team um good things will happen i think uva wins yeah. this game again i think it's it's going to be like back and forth all all game because i think that uva's defense isn't where it needs to be come may um but i don't think that ohio state has the firepower and scoring just eight goals against north carolina doesn't give me a lot of confidence in their ability to really light it up um their close defense is good though and that's going to sort of provide a challenge for connor i think that we're going to get a, a good look at sort of how UVA can run an offense to initiate against short sticks. Like, can, yeah. can, can this sort of like, okay, like they have so many guys coming out of the box who can beat a guy. They have McConvey, they have shots, they have liaison, they have Jeff Connor. Are those guys going to be able to consistently do that against a, a, a quality big 10 opponent in Ohio state? Not that Michigan wasn't, but Ohio state's better than Michigan. Um, and yeah, so. Look at you out here. I Paul, Paul I'm
1: so mad at you. I'm going to just clip. If I knew how to clip just that piece of audio send it to
0: paul you're like yeah the state's better than michigan and... yeah. Yeah, yeah well but my grandparents my grandparents went to michigan <laughs> so like i've always been i've always been you know i, I root for michigan and
1: likely like, story now zach always yeah, back-tracking.
0: Yeah, yeah. um
1: no i think that's a an incredibly fair assessment i have absolutely no idea i did not think that saturday was going to be nine goals in seven minutes so no. i honestly and again it just was like there were some parts where Harvard looked a little discombobulated. And when you have as many players that are as good as Virginia has on offense, yeah, it is a mess for opposing, opposing defenses. Right. Who do Cause you have like... to
0: choose how you want to get beat.
1: Yeah. And it's, it's just essentially like...
0: what you have to decide. Like what is the least like, yeah, it, it's very difficult. Um,
1: you're, to figure shorting, out who to you're shorting shots and you're shorting Connor and you're shorting liaison. And yeah. they can get going downhill fast enough and create space and create their own shot that we've seen in the first three weeks that they, you have to slide. You have yeah. to, or you're like, okay, we're going to try. Like you can't even say we're going to just let you beat me, whatever, because right. the, the settled and not even saying like, Oh, all of the offense comes from someone running into the box, running out of the box, like whatever, whatever.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, it's a, uh, when they're settled, like you said, the off-ball cuts,
0: yeah, and
1: the way that they're moving, good luck, well, folks. Like this it's- is
0: this is the beauty of that one-four-one offense because it screws with defenses' slides. And maybe I'm getting too much into like the schematics of it, but like when you have Cormier and Dixon on the inside, typically. From most places where you're dodging unless teams are are sliding across crease uh, when someone's dodging from X, typically that's where the slide is coming from. It's coming from one of them, no matter where you're initiating. But then the fact that you have two of them yeah. means that all of a sudden is one of them one of their defenders is sliding. That means that the second slide has to go, so so say McConvey is dodging on the upper right side of the field, trying to get strong to his left hand, and Dixon's defender um, slides, right? Then Cormier's defender is probably going to bump to Dixon because Dixon's closest, then all of a sudden Cormier is open. Right. But like because of the space of the one four one, where those four perimeter guys are so far away, typically, and are the guys that you want to dodge, that means that the second slide has to be so pinched in. And yeah. then that means that you can swing the ball once or twice unless you're finding guys on the inside, which is very effective. And Dixon and Cormier you need a sliver of space to catch the yep. ball and finish. If you're not able to get the ball to them inside, you can swing it so quickly, get the defense moving. All of a sudden, it's behind X. Connor Schellenberger is running with a full head of steam up the field, and you're screwed because your defense rotations are all over the place. And all he needs is to see one guy with a sliver of space. He's going to throw it to his stick, and it's a goal. Yeah. So, like, that's where this offense can be so, so, so good. Plus the shooting six is... goals that they're going to get in transition.
1: Their shooting is already... I don't want to say mid-season form, but the efficiency, yeah. the accuracy is. Yeah, no, absolutely. Like, you're looking at your like all the guys that we've fawned over early here. Um, Connor's shooting 55%. Mm-hmm. And for those, if you're not, I mean, like. Over goals 40. Score, goals oh, scored yeah, on yeah. shots taken, I guess. Um, yeah, yeah. Cormier is 8 for 12, 67%. Yeah. Xander Dixon is 7 for 9. <laughs> Yeah, or sorry, seven for 11 64 percent. mcconvy fifty percent. Jeff Connors even at forty percent. So it's just like, yeah, the guys, the main guys, those four are all fifty percent or and better. And shuts
0: the only reason that shuts is he's what two for eleven. It's because he went zero for seven against Michigan and had yeah. four goals, basically, be inches away for four shots. Yeah, he, I think he's hit away. like two
1: pipes already. Yeah. too.
0: like so. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. If interesting and for people like. If you're at 40%, that's efficient for the season. Yeah, like, that's, being, that's and, real, and, yeah. and finishers, you probably want to be – you want your finishers around high 40s, low 50s on the year. Um, if you're in the mid-30s as a perimeter guy like a Connor Schellenberg or like a Griffin Schutz, then you're happy. Um, but, the, yeah, no, those numbers through two games. All right, well, I think we touched on just about everything there. Uh, offense is great. Defense has some room to improve but is still sufficient middle of the field oh this this is the one final point i wanted to make they're light at face-off and they're light at goalie they have two guys essentially on the depth chart for each position if there's an injury uh things like get shaky if you want to you know be able to play guys like when there's 51 face-offs only having two guys to take them is tough um but that's sort of like a down the line sort of thing if if pd or noon's you know has a serious injury or misses a a string of games, then UVA could be severely disadvantaged, but we'll get to that if, and when that comes. Um, But thank you all for listening. Uh, We will be back later this week in a couple of days to talk basketball with me, Pierce and Ben, Caroline, and I will We might be back next week to talk Ohio State ahead of Richmond and Hopkins. I don't know. We'll 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 figure out our schedule. We'll see see how that game goes. Yeah, we'll keep you on your toes. Yeah, exactly. Um, So we'll be back relatively shortly to talk uh, more UV lacrosse. Thank you all for listening. Stay tuned to the blog for more lacrosse basketball content, all the stuff that you want. And uh, women
1: swimming in Dober. Women
0: swimming. Yeah. uh, Yeah. So. uh. Yeah, with that, thank you all for listening to this cobbled together episode of the Streaking Along podcast. And go moose.